Farm Exec Podcast listeners, welcome to episode 19. This is Michelle Miscali, Senior Editor of Farm Exec Magazine. Hey guys, it's Kristen Harm, Associate Editor. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. So Kristen, what are we talking about on today's episode? An exciting podcast, we're speaking with Mei Mei Hu, who's a co-founder and board member of United Neuroscience. She's also the company's CEO. She has a really interesting story about pivoting both her company and her actual career, and also how the company spun out of her a company that her mom and dad owned, and she previously had wanted nothing to do with growing up. So she has some interesting stories that I think our listeners will really like. Let's take a quick break before we speak with Mei Mei. I would love to learn about. What's up? The up-and-coming pharma and biotech leaders. You know, like how they got their start in the industry, why they picked the career they're in now, how they lead their teams, and predictions for what they think the future of the industry will look like. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because it's time for PharmaExec's annual Emerging Pharma Leaders program. All that you have to do is check out our website to read profiles on this year's class of leaders from across the world we're making an impact in the areas of biotech and pharma. Check out pharmaexec.com for more. Today we welcome Mei Mei Hu, a co-founder and board member of United Neuroscience and the company's CEO. Welcome, Mei Mei. Thanks for having me. Mei Mei, why don't you start us off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and the company? Sure. So, I actually grew up in the biotech business um, completely involuntarily. My uh, my mother and father actually started a biotech business right around the time I was born. So he was always considered my little brother uh, growing up. And as a result, I was kind of resentful of the attention that he got. Um, and so I never expected myself to be in biotech. But lo and behold, you know, 20-some years later, uh, I get the opportunity to, to come in and, and really do something that is very meaningful. Um, so United Neuroscience is actually a spin-out of that original company, United Biomedical, and we're leveraging this vaccine platform that's been developed over two decades and applying it towards neurological diseases, starting with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and now migraine. How did the business and growing up in the business influence your career path? Did you want to go in the family business? I think it's the exact opposite, actually. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you were as a teenager, but I did my own form of rebelling, which was to say that I wanted nothing to do with um, science or medical profession, and I went instead to the other side, which was uh, basically economics and law. So I, I actually prided myself on probably never you know, taking a, a science class in college. Um, so, you know, I, I had no interest in, in biotech. Uh, I didn't really think much about it, and I instead went to law school and I became a, a consultant, a management consultant, um, and really it was only at this, you know, random juncture, uh, an opportunity arose where I found that I could add some value and help my, you know, my family company. So at that time I, I came in and you know what started as a six-month project turned into a couple-year job turned into now which is more of like a calling, on something that 
I can't really imagine doing anything else today. Back then, it wasn't that common to see a women-owned company, never mind one that was science-based. So tell us about watching your mom run the business and maybe some of the challenges that she had to overcome and some of the barriers that she broke. You know, I have to admit I'm very thankful. I was really lucky to have a really strong role model in my mother as a as a female. And, um, you know, she was broke a lot of barriers in her own right. She was one of the first uh, Asian women to ever uh, come to States and study at Rockefeller University. She was a double Ph.D. there. Um, you know, so growing up, I never thought that because you're a woman, you couldn't do anything. I think the challenges that they both face are stuff that, you know, all entrepreneurs face. Uh, you know, you're starting a business from scratch, and so you're figuring everything out. You're building a culture, uh, you're making deals, you're learning constantly. You know, this is stuff that you've never done before. And so you know, I saw those challenges, those those tensions, those um, things on a day-to-day basis. And I don't want to say I was inspired in this, as much as it just never crossed my mind that that was something that I could never do. So it just... Um, I just thought that was the way life was, that everyone had their own business and uh, you could do whatever you set your mind to. So I'm very grateful to both my parents for that. That's really great. Um, you spoke a little bit about how uh, this company was a spin-out of the old, of the previous company. Tell us kind of where that point was and how it happened, where you decided, okay, we need to spin this out and do something different. Sure. Um, so I think, you know, my my parents and obviously a whole team of folks have been um, super successful and interested in building their company. And, uh, you know, 20-some years after they started it, they found themselves in a whole bunch of things and having developed a lot of different technologies, one of which was this vaccine technology. And what we realized was that, you know, it's it's hard to do lots of things at the same time. I mean, we were doing you know, dabbling in so many areas of research that were all unbelievably interesting. But, you know, we realized in order to really make an impact, we wanted to to spin companies out so that they could be focused in their own right. And with focus comes clarity. And so uh, a few years ago, we spun out United Neuroscience, and we decided, listen, neuroscience, uh, brain disorders, they're really the future. I mean, this is the next emerging um, area. And our vaccine technology actually has really good applications to it. So we decided to, to dedicate a whole entire company and the team just focus on that. And how did you specifically get involved with it? Because you were in uh, a different your, sort of career path um, previously and then decided to jump in that. Yeah, so like most things, um, you know, I think there's never a straight path. And I think it started on a holiday weekend and it ended up with uh, me taking a leave from my my existing job. Um, you know, I just, we found an area that I could help the team, the existing team, and where we could had complementary skill sets. So I started in literally on a six-month project um, to help kind of evaluate and restructure. And I just realized that this was stuff that I, I enjoyed, that I could add value and that we could work collectively on. You know, as you get older, you begin understanding and respecting your parents a bit more and uh it just <laughs> you know i think we just found that we could do more together than we we could alone and that there was a really amazing opportunity to impact lots of lives and i was 
all about helping to convert that science into something that could really impact patients on a day-to-day basis. That's excellent. It's funny that it takes us that long sometimes to get to that point, too, to work work alongside our parents instead of against them. But um, from a purely operational standpoint, one thing that's unique about United Neurosciences and something that you don't think about much when talking about biotech is that your employees are spread all over the country and not in any single location. So how do you manage that? You know, it's it's not easy. Um, it's not that tough either. You know, when we spun out, uh, we were looking to recruit and build a team, you know, around um, this company. And we realized that we wanted awesome people and that location, we were more location agnostic. We were like, we want the right people. We want the right um, culture. And so we began, you know, recruiting folks and whether they were in Boston or UK or Dublin, you know, we're like, hey, if we if you feel good and you're passionate about our mission, um, we can manage. And so now uh, we are spread out across three continents, um, and there are challenges. You know, uh, finding a time that the whole company can get together is, is difficult. Um, you know, prioritizing face-to-face interaction is very important. So we just realized that we probably have to be a bit more disciplined about it. So we just have to exercise a bit more discipline when we are together. We have to exercise a little more discipline when we get on calls together. Uh, And we just have to emphasize that, you know, take advantage of the fact that technology can allow us to all be connected, um, but don't lose those opportunities when you're in person to really make the most of them. So we've actually uh, touched on this briefly, but basically you and the company decided to pivot, you know, you and your career and then with the creation of United Neuroscience. Um, kind of go in a different direction. And we hear a lot about pivoting. It's kind of like one of those buzzwords uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship um, and being open-minded enough to change and adapt. But sometimes it makes it, you know, it sounds a lot easier than it really is. So tell us about what made you successful at making that pivot, personally in your career and then also in relation to the company. What advice would you give to others? Yeah, I think you touched upon it awesomely, which is pivoting is really just being open to opportunities. Um, We all have to have a plan. We need a direction to go. Um, But there are going to be opportunities that come along. And so in order to make a change, you know, there has to be a compelling reason to do so. And we just have to be open to sometimes those compelling reasons coming up. Um, I always tell or I think myself that so long as I got the right team in the boat, I'm not as worried about which way the wind blows because I know that if we have to pivot that everyone on board, like these are the people that I want to be with to make that pivot. So it really starts with the foundation um, about getting the people that you trust around and that will be supportive and, you know, to problem solve whichever way you need to go. I'm not sure if that that answers your question, but that's how I think of it. No, it Um, absolutely does actually. I think it's it's great advice because I think that sometimes – you know, people become, especially with their companies sometimes, become so focused on just, you know, this is our goal, this is it, and they don't see some of the other opportunities sometimes. So I think it's great. So diving a little bit more into your background, you've worked at one of the largest consulting firms in the world, spun out three companies, and you're also a co-founder of an investment and advisory group with active investments in real estate, energy, and life sciences. So how has each experience helped you become a better leader? And what have you learned from each experience? Um, that's an awesome question. And rather than 
go through each of them, if it's okay, I just tell you a theme that I learned in each uh, throughout, which uh -huh. is that you can't do it alone and that a team that you need a team. So I think when I was younger, you know, you're kind of like a little know-it-all. I know when I was seven, I was kind of like a smart aleck and I thought I knew everything and um, then, but that the more you do and the older you get and the more things you see, the more you know that you don't know and that you require a team to accomplish anything. So you know, even today, if I knew everything there was to know in drug development, I know that I wouldn't be able to develop a, a drug for Alzheimer's by myself. And it's that lesson that just keeps coming at you, you know, whether it was in consulting or in investing, you know, you're always going to rely on people. And frankly, you're going to do better if you engage them. So I'd say that's my, my major takeaway that I really try never to lose sight of. So you mentioned, uh, actually, the previous two questions, you talked about teams and building teams um, and having a good team with you. What's your secret to building a good team? Uh, finding super smart people and <laughs> making sure to have fun together <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got to find super smart people, but at the same time, you got to get along and <clears throat> and be able to enjoy each other. You know, it's not all about work. It's uh, it's about building relationships and trusting each other. And that happens not just by achieving something, you know, at work that are on your objectives, but really getting to know each other and trusting each other on a personal level and making sure that you can laugh and um, have fun together. So that's actually, that's one of our values at UNS. I think that's great. I always tell people, uh, people want to do business with people they like. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, and it doesn't mean that, you know, teams don't argue or have different opinions. In fact, that's something that good teams should do, right? Good teams should really openly respect and acknowledge and appreciate, you know, vastly different opinions. Mm -hmm. um, but that, but truly being respectful means that you hear those, uh, you respect those. And, you know, even despite that, you get along and can work together on a common mission. So can you identify a challenge that you were faced with, either professionally or personally, that has impacted the way you lead your teams today? So I'd say one challenge that's quite unique to me, but maybe not, you know, uh, maybe resonating with some of your listeners is I work with family members. I work with both my husband and my mother. Um, and so there's a very personal aspect of that, given our personal relationship. Um, and also, obviously, we, we work together side by side on a daily basis. So the challenge is really how do you create boundaries um, and make both things work? And what I realize is sometimes you just put in little guidelines, and even little things make a huge amount of difference. Um, so, for instance, personally, uh, I have a rule that I don't put my phone in my bedroom, um, so that it's not the first thing that I think about when I wake up so that I can actually have, you know, some separation between work and personal conversations. Um, I also make sure that if I'm at the office that when I come home and see my kids, um, I really make sure to take all my calls outside of the house so that the moment I walk in, it's all about them. Um, I think, you know, when you work with family or friends, it's so easy to blur those lines. And actually, that that's okay sometimes. Um, in fact, most of the times, but to be conscious about it is really important. And and so I think, you know, how that translates into leading teams or just the culture that we want to build is 
it's okay to take time for yourself. Please, we encourage it. Um, you know, we don't want people to be working all the time. People get burnt out that way. So it's really important to take time for yourself also. And I think that makes everyone healthier and happier. And uh, that's where we want – that's how we want you to show up. So actually I was just going to say that you're actually the second um, – we just did a podcast with two brothers who started a company together. And we kind of talked to them about, like, how do you work with your relative? How do you work with your brother? Um, you know, is there no no business talk at the Thanksgiving table kind of thing? Um, and it's probably even more sort of direct for you because it's your husband and your mother. It's not just your brother who lives, you know, in another city. It's someone you're directly seeing all the time every day. <laughs> so that must be interesting. So I think your advice is great. That really is a perfect way to end the podcast. It was very inspiring. So thank you so much, Mimi, for taking the time out of your day to share insights with us and our listeners. We're really grateful. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm really happy to do this and be able to talk with you guys. And now it's time for this week's leadership tip from Pharma Execs. I'm Mimi Hu, CEO of United Neuroscience. Even if you're a leader, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember that you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec or on Instagram at Farm Executive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of Farm Exec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director lisa.henderson at ubm.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at todd.baker at ubm.com. <laughs>